Hey everybody, welcome to episode 12 of Like a Street Photography Collective. I'm Ricky, and today's guest is Matthew Seltzer. Uh, first, I want to say thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule and joining me on the podcast here uh, and giving the listeners um, some information about you and your photography. So, yeah, why don't you tell the listeners about you? who you are, where you're from, where you shoot, stuff like that. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It's, it's an honor to be here and uh, be a part of what, what you're doing for the community. Um, my name is Matthew Seltzer. I'm a documentary photographer based out of New Orleans, Louisiana, and I primarily focus on uh, culture and, um, and the people that I meet on my walks. So I do a lot of street portraits as well. Interesting, interesting. So uh, you do have a very nice collection of street portraits. Uh, I love the engagement and connection you build with them. Um, but when did you first begin making pictures? So I started photography uh, around 2016. I got my first camera and I really started out doing a lot of landscape photography. So I primarily focus on waterfalls and my goal was to capture as many waterfalls as I could. So I was hiking the hundreds of waterfalls and doing a long exposure work that really kind of kicked it off for me. And then my style just evolved and changed from there. Okay. So did you say you took pictures of hundreds of waterfalls? Yeah. I, so I lived in Asheville, North Carolina, and there's like 300 waterfalls in the surrounding area. So it's like a huge area for waterfalls. So I wound up hiking to hundreds of these. I think I wound up getting close to 200 waterfalls like on the East Coast. It was, it was, uh, it was a really big deal for me. Now you have a, quite a, a library then for waterfalls. Uh, I'd be interested in seeing some of those at a, uh, later on. Um, so, Definitely. Uh, I used to take long exposure photos of um, beaches. I, I, never, I can't say I took a picture of a waterfall. I've never seen one. Uh, so beaches, um, cars with the light streaks, and pretty much cloudy days because of cloud movement. Those are really interesting. Um, long, long time ago, that was before I got into street photography. So when did you first encounter street photography? So I started uh, doing street photography about like two and a half years ago, kind of like right before the pandemic. I really got into it and started getting passionate about it. And I was like, you know what, this is this is what I want to do. This is addicting. This is this is really cool. And then bam, uh, you know, we got hit with like the virus and the lockdowns and stuff. And I was like, oh no, this is this is not good. But then it gave me kind of like an opportunity to document what was happening on the streets and, and what was going on. And it and it grew from like street photography to really wanting to tell important stories and and do more journalism with my photography. That's that's what I had wanted to really accomplish. So, um, I noticed you take a lot of street portraits now. Uh, what kind of street photography were you um, capturing before moving into um, street portraits? Or was like street portraits something you first began doing and you just like, that's what, you, you just built your passion around that? Yeah, I think it kind of started with street portraits and street landscapes like wanting to like get creative perspectives of, of cool architecture. But I think street portraits were kind of there for me at the beginning. I just, I really like talking to people. Okay. Um, how did you find street photography? And, and I asked that because 
when I first began shooting photography, I, I had no idea what street photography was. Uh, and I'm pretty sure most people are saying, you know, they know the go-tos, flowers, landscapes, people, uh, stuff like that. It wasn't until I met someone who's like, oh, I'm a street photographer. And I was like, well, what's that? And then he showed me. And then that's what sparked my interest. So how were you introduced to street photography? Yeah, I, I think the same exact thing. Like, it's so funny looking back to, like, 2016 when I first picked up a camera. Like, never in my mind did I even know what street like, old school photographers were. But um, the first street photography photos that I, like, actually saw were in New Orleans, and they were by a photographer named David Joshua Jennings. And he did all black and white, very similar to my style. And I think that really just pushed me to be, like, not only wanting to do street photography, but um, but to do black and white, too. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was drinking water. I do appreciate black and white. And um, many people know I shoot exclusively black and white in digital um, only because I like to shoot color film occasionally. Um, but what what is it that interests you about street photography? Like, why was it so different than shooting the, the landscape or waterfalls? Really the people, you know, like a great street photo just has someone in, in the frame for me. And I just, I really love talking to people, getting to know people after the photograph, you know, like even if it's a great candid shot, like I love going by and saying like, look, this is the shot I got. And like seeing people's reaction, be like, oh damn, that's a pretty cool shot. Can you send that to me? And like th- that, just the connection and, and just like getting the exercise and getting out and being creative and, you know, it forces you to want to travel and do fun things. It's just, it's just an experience unlike anything else really. So I definitely agree. Uh, I'm kind of like, I've never taking a picture of someone and, and the approach, uh, I'm going to say, you, I'm going to use you and, and Craig Clark uh, as far as, you know, um, approaching them and asking to take a photo and learning about their story. Uh, but it's something I would probably begin doing soon because I just started a photojournalism class and it's with New York Institute of Photography. So I'm pretty sure it's going to have me on some assignments where I need to get more, a little more personal, learn about the subject, and, and document their story. Uh, and that's kind of what the purpose was. I felt like I got to the peak of my skill where I can take the best decisive moment photo. You know, like I can only do that so much before I want to learn more. Um, now, I still love taking Yeah, I understand that. Sure. I still love taking that that style of photo, the candid, uh, decisive moment. You know, like this is this is the right time to take the photo. Like, that's still my passion of street photography. But I, I still like to learn more. Uh, so hopefully, the photojournalism course that I'm taking uh, will boost that. Yeah, I'm really interested in that. So, I, so definitely let me know how that goes because it, it sounds like a really great thing. Yeah, um, it's actually. Uh, 100% online and it's at your own pace so it's not like something you have to feel pressured or rushed to do an assignment uh, so you would just they'll, you you will have your materials you do it and then however fast you finish it is however the duration of the course uh, but we can talk more offline about that and then I can give you the details 
Um, which brings me to my next question is, um, how did you learn? Are you self-taught? Did you take any classes? Uh, most people use YouTube University. That's where I began. Um, how about you? Yeah, I'm pretty much completely self-taught. I think for me, the biggest uh, learning element comes from like collecting photography books. I, I love a good photography book, whether it be old or new. And I, I think that's really taught me taught me the most. And like, it sounds kind of stupid, but like Instagram too, I feel like seeing and connecting with people that that's taught me the most, like getting out and shooting with people and, and just seeing what other people are doing. Like, Oh wow, maybe I should try doing this or maybe I need to darken my photos a little bit. You know, like you don't want to get into comparing your photos to other people, but it's definitely like just being able to study somebody's portfolio right there at, at the tips of your finger is really interesting. I got you. Uh, so what's your favorite photo book? Um, so there's this book called uh, Let the Good Times Roll by Bernard Herrmann. Okay. And he's not, he's not like a popular photographer. Uh, I think he's based out of Paris. And it's all about New Orleans culture, uh, specifically like black culture in New Orleans. And just the way that he captures this back in the, I believe it was the 80s on film was just, was just so tremendous. And some of, the, some of these photos just stay in my mind all the time. But it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I would definitely look them up. Uh, I actually, I'm, uh, a new thing I wanted to start a few months ago was uh, trying to buy a new photo book once a month. And I just go through Amazon and just look at different uh, photo books. I actually just received one. Uh, you'll probably laugh when I say this. Let me go get it. <laughs> I'm excited. It's really interesting. Um, it's a book by Joel Meyerwitz. It's called Seeing Things. Okay. I, I, somebody else posted that. So how is it? It's actually a kid's book. And it, oh, wow. it, it, it teaches kids how to dissect photos. And that's the, that's the reason why I bought it. Uh, it's a very beautiful book. Um, it's photographed by other photographers. And he explains in, in some really good detail for children... Um, what it is about the photo and he really dissects it so this is something i would recommend even for adults interesting uh i was talking to someone yesterday and i mentioned the very first photo that i read i learned because <laughs> it's actually my my favorite photo from here henri cartier brisson i uh, just want to get into this really my quickly favorite. before we go on so um he breaks it down, and what I didn't know about this photo is if you look closely on this side, there's a, a ballet person jumping the same as this guy. Oh, wow. I never That's noticed awesome. it. So, yeah. it just teaches, it taught me yesterday to really study the entire photo, not just what your eyes see. So, uh, yeah, that's why um, this is kind that's of... Really it's kind of my new favorite book right now, but definitely recommend it. It's not that expensive either. I'm definitely going to pick that up because I think there's something special about, like, breaking down the basics, you know. And there's something to be said for it being, like, for kids, you know. Because there's something that we could all learn from, like, being in a kid's point of view and especially photographing, you know, seeing the world like a like a beautiful. Uh, I definitely agree. Uh, another funny story. Uh, I go off on tangents. uh uh, the course that I told you, they have like little videos and um, one of the 
photographer mentors, teachers, and the course uh, is like 21 tips of of being a really good photographer. And the first one he mentions, uh, he quote, I'm gonna quote him is like using your baby eyes. And I was like, not, I have to hear what how he explains it. Uh, and <laughs> it, it makes so much sense. Like when you when you when you realize when you learn these things, it just clicks. But he said, when you're your babies and your children, you see the world differently because you're learning. When you're an adult, you already know pretty much life experiences. So your eyes and your brain already know what to ignore and what not to ignore. So he says, as a photographer, you should keep your baby eyes. And I was like, oh, shit, that makes so much sense. Wow, I really so, like that. Uh, again, that, that's going to stick with me. Seriously, that's going to stick with me next time I shoot because I, I really like that. That's a great take. You see, uh, and that's why I really like pushing myself to learn uh, different perspectives and and, and get out of my comfort zones when it comes to, uh, especially photography. Uh, but that's enough about me. This is a podcast for you, and I've done most of the talking <laughs> so far. Uh, so, what mediums do you shoot? Um, digital film, thirty-five uh, millimeter, medium format, large format, anything like that. So I shoot mostly digital. I do some point and shoot film photography to just like to practice composition, but it's nothing that I post or. Uh, share it's kind of just like for me to really practice and hone in on my composition okay um but mostly digital okay nothing wrong with digital um i shoot both i love film i love the feel of film i don't like the process after you shoot the film <laughs> it just takes time <laughs> uh so i definitely and kind of torn in between if we can get a film camera that gives us immediate results like digital that would be a perfect world that sounds great so we are now going to advertise your instagram page because that's how i uh, met you and became acquainted to you uh, so if you'd like to plug your instagram handle please do so on instagram i'm at uh seltzer photo and then uh seltzer like the water and then photo, uh, P-H-O-T-E-A-U-X, which is like kind of like a Cajun way of uh, spelling it. So you mentioned earlier, I'm sorry, I'm going off on another one of my tangents. Um, you like capturing cultures. Um, what's some of your favorite, and I'm sure it's kind of a subjective photo, but I don't know all the cultures in New Orleans. I've only been there once passing by. Uh, but what's like your favorite uh I don't want to say favorite culture, but um, some of your favorite experiences with the different cultures. Um, how many different cultures are there that you're aware of in New Orleans? So there's, so in New Orleans, it's just like a blend of um, of everything. You know, the, uh, there's uh, even outside of New Orleans, you know, you have a huge Cajun community. You have Homa Indians, which is a native tribe. And, uh, and then in the city, you know, you have a lot of black culture, which is great. Uh, even the culture and traditions that involve Mardi Gras are amazing. And just like all the holidays here and the festivals and the people, the, the culture runs deep within the music and the food. It, it, it's really everywhere. I think my favorite part of New Orleans culture, though, is, you know, um, just there's this group called the Skull and Bone Gang. And every Mardi Gras day, uh, first thing in the morning, five in the morning, they go around 
through a historically black neighborhood called the Treme, and they knock door to door, waking everybody up to get ready for Mardi Gras. And they they wear these traditional um, masks that look like skeletons with horns on them, and they march through the street, and uh, they bang on drums, and they dance, and it's just a beautiful... Uh, tradition, you know, it's something that you wouldn't wouldn't expect to see in America. You'd expect it somewhere like uh, like Cuba or Haiti, but it's it's right here in New Orleans, and it's it's so amazing to picture. It sounds like it would be uh, an amazing time to photograph. Have you have you done it before? Uh, photographed the the march. Definitely, yeah. I try to do it every year, uh, Mardi Gras morning on uh, Fat Tuesday, and uh, they also. Do, they come out on uh, uh, All Saints Day, which is like the day after uh, Halloween, uh, which is big around here. All the Catholic holidays are big around here. So, you know, the Mardi Gras Indians come out a few times a year, and that and that's another great thing to capture. They usually come out together. So seeing the big chiefs out with all their feathers, um, it's, it's just, it's out of this world, you know. It's something you have to experience that at least sounds, once. That uh, really interesting. And now I know why Matthew Steffens said New Orleans is a place he really wants to photograph. He was uh, the guest on my last show, and this was his destination. Uh, but we'll get to that question later. Uh, so going back to your Instagram, I scrolled through and I picked my personal favorite, uh, which is a photo of a clown standing on a wall. Um, do you remember where you took this photo, how it was taken? Uh, what inspired you to take it? Um, and then did you capture this image in your mind? Like did your cap did the camera capture the image like you envisioned it in your in your mind? Yeah, so it's interesting that you picked this one because I, I do like this photo also. But this was one of the first photos I took on my very first day with my with my Leica and you know I was so excited to have a Leica. I was like, you know, I gotta get out and go on a photo walk and um, I turned a corner and this clown or this mime was just standing up against this wall, very rigid. And, uh, and I stepped back a little bit and, uh, took a candid shot. And afterwards I went over to talk to him and kind of show him the photo and connect with him a little bit. And it was, it was really interesting because, uh, he'd been around for a long time and been photographed by some of, some of the old time greats. And, uh, he was telling me how a photo of him is in the library of Congress. So it was, just, it was a really cool and it kind of brought me full circle to, you know, take this photo on my brand new camera that I really enjoyed and uh, do it of somebody that, you know, had his photo taken by some of the other great photographers in the world. So I, I'm really happy with how it came out. Yeah, I, I really, I, I personally resonate with this photo particularly uh, because growing up, my grandmother, she had this clown room. She was infatuated with clowns. Like this, this room was completely filled with clowns. All the way around, she had paintings, pictures, figurines, statues, um, like wall art, whatever you could think of, whatever was a clown, she had it in there. Uh, her favorite clown was actually Groucho, Groucho Marx. I'm not sure if you know who he is. No, I'm definitely going to look him up. So, yeah, he was really good. So, yeah, Groucho Marx, uh, I guess real famous clown uh, many, many years ago. Um, yeah, I like this image because his facial expression obviously gives uh, that one of a clown. He's wearing uh, a face covering mask to, I guess, block COVID. 
if that really works. Who knows? Uh, it's got the New Orleans Saint sign on. I'm guessing. And uh, and then there's a, like a little poster of a gentleman in a suit standing right next to him. Uh, and it's just like what the poster says: "This filthy world." Uh, and then the guys in the suits wearing a nice clean suit, but the clowns wearing a kind of not so clean suit. So all your elements in this photo is just they just go together so perfectly for me uh, would you change anything about this photo so I have to apologize my garage band is acting up crazy and we had a little short delay in the video uh, but we'll continue and my last question was if you would change anything to this photo so at the moment um when I took it, it was kind of candid, and uh, I was like, oh, this is a great shot. And when I went back later, I, I didn't really like the mask on his chin, and I wish I kind of, like, took a few steps back and captured more of the scene. But, you know, afterwards, I was like, you know what, kind of shows the, a sign of the times. And I liked how the mask had the Florida Lee on it, which is the symbol of the New Orleans Saints uh, football team, tied it to the city. So I, I, did, I did wind up being like, you know what, I, I like how this turned out. And I came to terms with, with uh, the photo, and I, I enjoy it. So it, it is really, again, I, I broke it down, what I like about it. It's just a great photo overall. Um, Are there any clowns in uh, Japan? Or have I've, you seen any? You'll, you probably wouldn't believe me. Uh, I've only ever seen one. And... I took a picture of it a long, 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 long time ago. Uh, I completely forgot about it until you just reminded me. <laughs> um, so that being said, I'm pretty sure there are clowns. You just don't see them. Interesting. Yeah. It's more of a tight, tight group. Yeah, uh, I don't really... I'm trying to think. Like Their culture don't really include clowns too often. Um the closest thing I could think of is maybe like the kabuki actors with the face paint. Um, but those would probably be more like mimes because they don't really talk. Um, oh, okay. But now I want to research. I'm going to Google this. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Um, but yeah, my grandmother loves clowns, so that's why I picked this photo. And then that's why I took one picture of a Japanese clown. Uh, I think it was in like 2010, just to give you an example of how far it was. Nice. Um, so, the method in which you connect with your subject, um, capturing the photo at the best time um, with portraits, because even taking pictures of portraits uh, is not really easy, and you want to make sure everything's correct. Uh, do you think it's skill or luck? I definitely think it's a lot of luck, more luck than people think it is. But um, I, I'd say it's a good balance of both. I think we're just all lucky to live in a world where there's so much going on that we can walk around and capture. And um, I'm lucky to be in New Orleans where, you know, there's so many beautiful things at, at my fingertips and just a few steps away. Uh, but I definitely think uh, composition is like the most important skill. And I think uh, you can't have a good photo without good composition. So okay. I, I, I'd say in that respect, there, there's a lot of skill. All right. So how do you like to compose your photo um, if, and I, I don't know, like everyone has their own creative process when it comes to composing. 
Um, something that I've always done was I always liked a lot of negative space whenever I would do like a portrait style. Uh, so I like to have one side just completely negative space. Um, do you follow the golden, the, the golden ratio, the rule of thirds, um, centered, off-centered? Um, what's your favorite style of composition? Freestyle? I think for, yeah, definitely freestyle. I like, I like to break the rules a lot, but I definitely think I focus mainly on centering my portraits. I like I do like geometry and I like things very symmetrical, even if they only make sense in terms of symmetry to me. I just I love there being some sort of like balance and kind of centering uh, a person mm-hmm. or like or if it's like a an architectural like street portrait. Um, I like to kind of put somebody to the left or the right, but like a close up portrait, I kind of I kind of like to center it. Okay, I like how you said. You, you compose for your own your own satisfaction and break the rules. Um, the beauty of photography it's we're our own artists and we create how we like to. So um, something I always I mean obviously there's rules of the composition, but I always kind of felt like you should just make the photo how you like, and you don't necessarily need to follow those rules. So uh, exactly, I like you. I am the same way when it comes to breaking the rules of composition. Um, as long as all the elements are there and it's a great photo, uh, I feel, hey, composition rules can be broken with. But I, uh, yeah, so composition is definitely important. You got to have make sure all the elements are in the frame. So what connects you to your subject? Um, how do you select it? Like when you're walking, um, do you just see, try to take a picture of, everybody or is there something that catches your eye about certain subjects i definitely strive to look for timeless photos so you know um i'm drawing the hats and cigars and people smoking but the main theme is just something that looks timeless i I like to confuse people and and in terms of wondering when the photo was taken was it taken recently was it taken 40 years ago so I, I really like a timeless look and timeless traditions and something that's people that are unique you know people that travel or feel like they don't have a have a home anywhere else i'd like to kind of use my camera to give them a, a home and a place to be themselves and be free so i just like people that are, are genuinely themselves so uh i like the looks that you do create and capture. Um, you mentioned you like capturing the culture of New Orleans, and I definitely see that in all the photos I see. You, every, everyone's doing something different. You got people playing trumpets. You have the clown. You have people on the bicycles. Um, so you definitely capture the timeless moments wherever you're at, and you're doing a, a, a fantastic job. You even got the attention of like a LFI. So um, continue doing what you're doing. Great photos, great works. Um, how do you choose your next photo? Like, do you go out with a plan? Um, do you just go out unfocused? And I say unfocused, just kind of like uh, with camera in your hand, and then whatever you whatever catches your attention at the moment, you, you take it. So I'd say a little bit of both. I think honestly, most days though, I kind of go out with not much of a plan at all, like limited gear 
and just kind of like me and my camera and my my little bag and I just start walking and I'm and I t- sometimes I take a left sometimes I take a right but I just I walk around the city and sometimes just a different neighborhood every day and just I find somebody that I like and start talking to them and taking their photo or I see a building that I didn't notice before and I snap a picture of it I really just go where my feet take me and uh, kind of use it as a way to clear my head and uh, just see the world in a different perspective. Okay. Um, do you try to capture candid moments, things that happen while you're walking? Um, and, and I'm kind of trying to tie it into like, do you go hunting or fishing outside of street portraits? Yeah, I definitely 100%. I, I love candid moments. I think sometimes I, you know, I'm reluctant to take certain candid moments because I don't want to make at the bottom line. Like I want to be respectful to everybody and I don't think there's anything wrong with taking candid moments, but there's times where I see a really great photo and I don't necessarily take it because I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be kind of respectful of this moment and uh, take it in and use it as a kind of like a picture that I keep in my head where it's like, it would have been a great picture, but enjoying this moment is sometimes better. And, Maybe I could capture it in a different way in a, in a few minutes or, or a few seconds. So um, I definitely love candid photography. I, I do like street portraits with people being themselves, which are a little more, uh, you know, staged, but, but not, uh, not necessarily like scripted. I, I just let people do their own thing, you know? Okay. Um, definitely. It's uh, refreshing to hear that. And uh, I get a lot of, memory triggers um my friend carlos who was you know, cj mendez he was here august on, on the show before he posted a, a scene from uh walter smitty a movie i i, I forget the name um but it's with like ben Affleck. yeah that movie uh and it, the scene that he posted was just like the scripted version of that and it said exactly what you said like this person loved photography so much that he doesn't need to take the photo to enjoy that moment um, and when I saw that, I was like, again, kind of like how I told you earlier about baby eyes, you see it and you see it like, oh man, I really want to see this now. So uh, it's definitely, I'm trying to find the movie so I could watch it. Um, but I, I, I definitely like, watch it. it's a great movie. I, I like, I appreciate that like true photographers can say that and they don't feel like they need to take a picture of every single moment they see. Um, but with that being said, have you ever had any moments you missed that you really wanted to capture? Yes. Like uh, a few months ago, there was, it, it, it looked like Paris to me. I was walking in the French Quarter and there was this uh, guy riding his bike and the girl was on the front of it with her arms out, kind of like, kind of like the Titanic. And it was, it was amazing. And the background was perfect. There was like no cars in the way. It, it was just a perfect shot. And I went to go lift up my camera and I just, I wasn't quick enough to get my camera up to get the shot. It kind of caught me off guard. And I, I think about that shot every day. I'm like, oh man, it was, it was a beautiful moment. You know, they were laughing and biking around. It, it was just, it, it was pure love. And I, I wish I could have captured it. The moments that got away. Um, I had yeah. a, I have some really bad luck where, uh, so I travel with my camera pretty much every day. Um, and I, I like to have it ready for moments like that. But what I've noticed is 
I'm coming up to certain spots and I and I like to look ahead um, and I'm trying to build scenes before I get there and <laughs> I have this look where I'm like okay I see something and I'm like nope there's there's not gonna be nothing there when I get to this exact moment uh, and then I'm actually I'm 100% wrong I, I get to the mo the spot and there's something happening where I was like and I'm watching it unfold right in front of me, and I'm just, I don't capture the moment. I'm like, I could have took that picture. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, I have those kind of moments. That's always tough. Uh, that happened to me last week. Um, but like you said, just enjoy that you were able to see it. So um, I witnessed it. Unfortunately, I can't share it with everybody. So are you working on any projects at the moment? Photo books, signs, short term, long term? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely working on a photo book right now. It's going to be called Down by the Riverside, and it's it's all about New Orleans and the culture, the people, just everything that makes the city unique. And I'm trying to make it a really well-rounded project, which is why it's taken so long. But um, there's a lot of good photos around the city paired together from the past few years. And um, I'm, I'm still working on it, just trying to, you know, actually get more clowns in there there's a huge <laughs> clown community in uh in new orleans so i, I want to have that be like a little section and you know focus on the music and uh the art scene but uh i wanted to really encompass every little bit of what makes new orleans special so that that's my main focus right now that and i'm also simultaneously working on a project about uh, cajun country so i uh every other weekend or so i've been traveling out to rural louisiana and you know, talking to old Cajun fishermen and and kind of documenting what they do and old uh, like gator trappers and uh, just just more folk culture. You know, so that's what I'm super passionate about. That's interesting. I would love to see uh, both these projects when they're they're completed. So um, definitely keep us up to date. Um, I like supporting other photographers. Um, trying to build a community so definitely would like to see this and your photos are great so I would like to see more of the Louisiana New Orleans area that I'm unfamiliar with um, I, I can't be everywhere at all times so seeing it through your eyes would be is good enough for me um, thank you so where would you like to be uh, in the future one month one year ten years uh, do you have a plan how will you get there um, I think, uh, you know, I try not to have a plan. Like sometimes I wish I did, but I kind of just like go, I'm very, very easy. I try to go with the flow, but, uh, I, I definitely want to be in new Orleans. Like there's nowhere else in the world that I, that I'd rather be as far as like living goes. But, uh, you know, I, I'd love to make photography a full-time thing for me. That's, that's my main goal going forward is trying to make this a, a career, you know, working really hard to like document it uh document the world and do it in a way that's like caring and uh provides people with a lot of information of like different cultures and different people telling stories so that's that's my biggest goal i'd say is trying to make this into a career uh i i do share the same passion um with photography once i finish my career in the military um and i retire i i want to just focus 100% of my my own personal time to photography. I, I love it that much. So uh, I hope you can get there one day. Um, I know I'll be there. 
Uh, I just don't know how long I will take to get there. Uh, but exactly. I, I like speaking with people that share the same passion, uh, especially photography, street photography, uh, all of the aspects it encompasses. So I'll definitely support you on this decision, sir. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, and you did yeah, mention... Yeah, great community. Uh, definitely. Community is important. So you, you mentioned New Orleans is your favorite place to, to live and shoot as far as living. Uh, but my next question is, if you could shoot anywhere in the world, um, not necessarily live there, but if you had the opportunity to shoot anywhere in the world, big picture here, uh, where would it be? Yeah, that's a tough one. I I definitely have three. Uh, like, come to, like, right when you say that, like, there's three places that anytime I think of photographing, they, they're, they're always at the top of the list. And for me, that's Iceland. I, I've been dying to go to Iceland and, like, uh, document, like, the old fishermen and uh, the mountains and just, like, the rural people there. They're, they're, they seem so interesting. I, I would say it's got to be a tie between, like, Iceland and uh, I love Cuba. I love how similar it is to New Orleans. And then Paris, you know, Paris is amazing. But if I had to choose one, I'd probably stick with Iceland. There's, there's just something that speaks out to me as far as, like, the old fishermen go. Mm-hmm. So I've seen, I have friends in, in, in England that traveled to Cuba and taken really beautiful photographs. Um, I don't know why. I always forget about Cuba and just the beauty of their culture and their whole scenes. Uh, that's a place I would love to shoot. It's not, I couldn't say it was on top of my list. I've shot in Paris before. It's, very, it's really nice. A lot of people know I have mixed feelings about it. Uh, I guess it was just my experience there. Um, but I never would have imagined Iceland before. Um, interesting. Uh, yeah, there's, there's like a lot there, that you know. And the people are just so friendly. I think that's the coolest part. Okay. So I hear, like, you know, looking on a map, there's Iceland and Greenland. Uh, and I hear it's actually reversed. So Iceland's yeah. really green <laughs> and Greenland's full of ice. So Yes. <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's, yeah, it's hilarious. Um, where, and we all know, like, you're New Orleans, so... Um, Where's your favorite place to shoot? I, I guess we kind of got the, the aspect, but we, I, I got to ask, where your favorite place to shoot? Where is, where is your favorite place to shoot? I'm so, like, yeah, like you said, New Orleans is awesome, but there's, there's also so many other places. I actually really enjoyed uh, shooting in Boston, and I, I think about going back a lot and working on, like, a separate photo book or a project about, like, the streets of Boston. There's, there's something really cool about, like, you know, it being like the second oldest subway system in the in the world, I think, behind England. And uh, just like there, there's good fishing culture there, too, which I'm always interested in. Um, and like the streets, you know, there's a lot of cool architecture for street photography to kind of like uh, get some silhouettes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I really I really like Boston a lot for photography. OK, um, very historical place. Uh, another one that slips my mind, I guess. It's, this is why it's great to speak with others because they just, you know, refresh your memory and, and tell you all these nice places. Um, I've actually never shot northeast area of the U.S. I lived in Florida for a little while, um, but not as a, 
a photographer, so I can't say I really shot there. Um, I shot in Chicago briefly one time. I, I honestly... Chicago is my hometown. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so it's really... I started photography after I left the U.S. when I joined the military. Um, yeah. So I've been stationed in Okinawa for quite some time. And this is actually where I learned street photography. Well, not street photography. It's where I learned photography. Um, I didn't learn street photography until I moved to England. Um, but shooting in Chicago, I only had like two days because I was passing through because I was coming back to Japan. Um, so I stopped there briefly. And it was really, I found it difficult. And I don't know why. It's, it's a big city. I just found it really difficult to shoot. I couldn't get into a really good rhythm. I, I think what it was, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. Like, I needed to go out and I needed to shoot. And I needed to get really good photos. Um, which is just a bad recipe for disaster. So, yeah. I would definitely need to try again. Alrighty. All right. So I have to apologize. We had some technical difficulties once again. Uh, it's just not our luck today. Um, but I'm still having a lot of fun. And it brings me to my next question is, um, if you were speaking to an up-and-coming photographer, amateur, um, what advice would you give them? So I uh, apologize to the listeners once again. We had some more technical difficulties. Uh, but my previous question for you, Matt, was if uh, an up-and-coming amateur photographer approached you and asked you for advice, what would you give them? I'd say the biggest advice that um, I'd give that I wish I would have had uh, given to me is focus all of your energy and like all of your uh, training to doing what you can do behind the camera in the moment and less of like Lightroom and Photoshop because I think some of us like start off trying to polish a photo that we didn't take the right way versus taking the photo the right way and using editing as like as like the final touch touches of a of a beautiful painting you know kind of like the signature at the at at the bottom of a painting, you know, I think, I think sometimes in the beginning we use Lightroom and stuff like that as a crutch. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest advice is just focus on your settings, focus on your composition and try to get that photo perfect in the camera, you know, before you, uh, start messing around with it. Okay. Very, very good and inspiring words. Um, now is a kind of a second part of the question. If you can go back to the first day you held the camera, what advice would you give yourself? That's interesting. That's that's really cool. You know, I'd probably tell myself to focus on black and white sooner because, you know, black and white photography just makes me so happy and I, I wish I would have caught on to it sooner, you know, mm -hmm. versus uh, like shooting flowers and waterfalls. I, I wish I would have really focused on uh the black and white colors and uh compositions just uh, just a little more okay interesting uh, do you have any um black and white photographers that inspire you 
Yes, there is a ton of black and white photographers that inspire me. You know, the greatest photographers like Ansel Adams and stuff like that, of course. But like even nowadays, you know, there's like Patrick Stevens, who's also like a photographer and uh, he's really great. Uh, David Joshua Jennings, uh, Craig Clark and Matthew uh, Steffens, people that you've already interviewed, you know. There, there's so many great photographers right now that do black and white and also shoot Leica, you know, it's, it's really inspiring to uh, see what these guys put out every day. And it, it really makes me just want to work harder and work better and create a community. So I'm glad that you're putting some of these people together, you know. I appreciate that word, the, uh, the kind words. Uh, and, and yeah, um, most of those photographers I do know. So their work, uh, I, I agree, really good, especially the black and white Um Black and white, I think, is now becoming a little more popular. Um, or maybe it's always been popular. I never really noticed it when I when I was shooting with, with color. Um, it, it took me about three years before I just decided to quit color altogether. So um, I definitely agree. I wish I would have told myself sooner <laughs> to, hey, <Yeah. laughs> you're going to be a black and white photographer in the future. So uh, don't worry about buying all these cameras with the new color sensor. So just yeah. <laughs> black and white exactly. uh, it's weird how that works so uh but hey we have to find our own way somehow right exactly it's all about the journey uh, so what challenges have you faced during your journey in photography um whether it be when you were shooting um, waterfalls um street photography when you started learning uh did did it did it discourage you? And if so, how did you overcome your discouragement? I think the first time that I had asked somebody to take their photo and they were like, nah, uh, that was a little discouraging, but I kind of expected to get that here and there. So like, I mean, it always sucks to hear no, especially when it's a photo that you're like, oh my God, this would be amazing. So I think like those are some of the challenges I think the biggest like discouraging thing and challenge is like sometimes walking around and like seeing like how some people are struggling so much, whether it be with like mental health or poverty or, um, you know, access to just like healthcare or education, whatever it may be. I think that's like the hardest thing for me is like walking around and like with that camera, you notice everything, whether it's a photo you're taking or just something around you. I think the hardest thing for me is, as just like wanting to use it to help everybody and knowing that, you know, it's, it's one photo at a time. I like that one photo at a time. Um, definitely. Yeah. Photography, I, I think does help the community um, because you're highlighting those people who would never be seen by other people. Um, and especially exactly. on your platform where you, you have quite a large gathering and, and followers. So um, just by them allowing you to, take their photo, uh, now people know who they are. They know their voice. So uh, exactly. that's, that's very powerful from you, sir. Uh, I like it. Um, Thank you. Now is uh, a part where I just started recently uh, trying to uh, expand my community and uh, allow you to select... A photographer who is um, really good in your in your you know perspective, uh, but is not so well known. And I say well known, I'm comparing it to 
either you're Joel Meyerowitz, Henry, Car Henry Cartier-Bresson, or you're not. So, um, who would you like to recognize and uh, advertise their social media handles uh, at this moment? Um, if whether they're art, paintings, drawings, sketching, uh, photography, whatever it may be, who would you like to highlight? Definitely uh, Patrick Stevens. Uh, his handles always chasing daylight, and okay. um, he's a he's a great photographer. I'm pretty sure he's based out of uh, San Francisco now, but he travels a lot, I think, for work. And I met him uh, briefly in New Orleans when he was here. And just seeing the way that he captured the city, and he does black and white too. And he does really dark, contrasty photos. And just the way he puts it together is, is amazing. It actually kind of reminds me of uh, Matthew uh, Stephan's work a little bit. I feel, I feel like they're very similar in the way that they capture the city. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I'd say Patrick Stevens. He's just a great photographer. Okay. Um, I have seen uh, Patrick Stevens because Craig Clark uh, recommended him um, previously. Oh, wow. Uh, cool. it's, it's a small world, right? Big community. But yeah, I, I, I can see the, uh, you know, like you said, a lot of the, the comparisons and similarities with, with um, Matthew Stephens' work and Patrick. I don't know Patrick. I, I never spoke to him before. Um, but yeah, he definitely does take really good photos, um, really good, strong contrast, blacks and whites right down the middle. Um, is there anyone else you would like to possibly promote? Um, there's so many good photographers. Uh, also my friend Dante, you know, he's, he's a great photographer. He does all film work. Uh, he shoots with a Leica M6 Okay. and, um, and, uh, you know, like a lot of people have that camera now, but he really puts that thing to use. And, um, I think his Instagram handle is DW Hendrix. Um, and he, he does great work also. We shoot together very frequently. So, um, he's a truck driver, so he travels around a lot. And whenever he has a few days to shoot, you know, we meet up and, um, when I evacuated for the hurricane, it was funny. He, he was in Tampa where I was at. So we met up and shot but we shoot a lot together in New Orleans, too, and um, he's a great photographer and a great guy. Uh, he teaches me a lot. Okay. Uh, so there you have it, everybody. Uh, Always Chasing Daylight and D.W. Hendrix. So uh, I will actually go look for D.W. Hendrix, Dante, his first name, um, after this podcast. Uh, but I'm glad you mentioned the hurricane. Uh, I wanted to have a little segment on this as well. I didn't forget about it. I just wanted to kind of make sure we had our own little dedicated time just to to talk about this. If you like, if not, um, definitely, yeah. I understand. Uh, but I mentioned in my last podcast you were doing a lot for the community because of uh, a lot of the damage that happened in um, from the hurricane. Um, but now I'd like to turn it over to you so you can kind of explain uh, firsthand what it's like out there. Um, you know, promote any of the community people who are trying to help um overall just kind of like uh an overview of what's happened what has happened and how people can help definitely yeah i appreciate you getting to that um thankfully uh here in new orleans we got we got very uh it could have been a lot worse and like staying during the storm i, I the next morning i really thought i was coming out to something way worse and don't get me wrong there's plenty of damage in the city 
collapsed buildings and uh, my neighbor had a tree fall into their roof. Um, so, I mean, thankfully in my place, uh, you know, I got very, very lucky and I feel very blessed. Um, just down the bayou, uh, some of these communities that I photograph, you know, all the time while I'm working on my uh, Cajun project, uh, they're destroyed completely. Um, there's this community called Bayou Gosh and uh, um, near uh, De Almonds. And uh, I went down there the other day to drop off some water. And, you know, the whole town is just completely destroyed. Uh, roofs collapsed, boats just in the middle of the street. And it's, it's devastating. It looks like, like an atomic bomb went off or something. Like, it, it's, it's jaw-dropping. So I think uh, those communities need our help because it could be a long time before they have power. Uh, there's Bayou Fund that is um, putting proceeds towards those communities and those lower-lying parishes. Um, that's, that's a really good one to start off with. Um, there's a lot of mutual aid and, uh, I've definitely keep shouting them out on my Instagram. So stay tuned for that. Um, and stay tuned for a raffle where money will go to these communities that I'm trying to put together this week. So, um, but yeah, all in all, New Orleans got very lucky, but, uh, you know, the surrounding areas and even in the metro area right outside the city, uh, got hit really hard and. It's going to be a few months before things are looking even remotely normal again. But uh, I'm glad to be back in New Orleans and uh, help the people around me. And, you know, uh, community is strong here, maybe stronger than uh, a lot of other places. And uh, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, bringing that up. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, this, again, community for everybody. Um, so uh, you said you... Uh, went briefly to Tampa. Okay. You got me still? Yeah, I got you. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> no worries. Uh, this has really been a really uh, very <laughs> fun, experienced podcast. Uh, definitely one for the books. But uh, I was asking, <laughs> you, you mentioned you went to Tampa temporarily? Yes. Uh, that was just uh, kind of like for evacuation yeah, so my parents live in uh, the Tampa Bay area. Okay. And um, it was just the easiest place to kind of get out. And I got to shoot while I was down there, so I, I tried to make the best of it, you know. Okay. Uh, well, hope I'm glad everyone that is safe is safe. Um, prayers go out to all the families out there that need help. So, um, listeners, please uh, assist Thank as you. much as you can. Um, uh, I'm not sure... Um, but I'm sure you're busy with like trying to do community outreach and stuff. Um, Definitely. Did but did any of the damage like slow down your your shooting? Um, yeah, I mean, definitely. Like for like evacuating and stuff, I've been going out and kind of like trying to document some of the lower lying parishes and communities and just kind of talk to people and get their stories and see the best way to help. Like, do, doing it in, like, a caring way yeah. versus, like, oh, here's some damage. But, uh, I mean, I'm definitely, like, losing the power for weeks was a, was a big thing, which is why I left. You know, I would have stayed. But, like, being without power for... They, I, at first, they said it could be a month. It could be two months. And it wound up being, like, like a week uh, or a week and a half or whatever it was. But, you know, that, that that's the biggest thing that, like, slows a lot of people down, you know, and puts a lot of people in jeopardy okay 
well, thank you for all your assistance in, in, in that uh, aspect. So I'm sure everyone who was um, helped by you and all your your outreach, um, they're very grateful. Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm trying to, you know, I'm not trying to sound like I'm insensitive. So I'm trying to <laughs> tiptoe around this. Yeah. As no, definitely. As no, I, I mean, the fact that you wanted to bring it up and go into it is, is a great thing, you know. Um, I feel like a lot of the world is kind of like slowly forgetting about it. And, you know, there's so much going on in the world. So like and every day it's something new, seemingly, unless you turn off the TV and kind of do your own thing, which is, which is always helpful. But um, so the fact that you brought it up and wanted to go into it is is uh, is is a really big thing. OK, well, uh, thank you for that. I appreciate it. And uh, if. If you don't have anything else on on that portion, uh, I just I got one last question for you. Um, yeah, shoot. Okay, so uh, I I end all my questions with uh, this one question. Thanks to Clark, Craig Clark. <laughs> what does street <laughs> photography mean to you? That's that's a really great question. Hmm. I'd say uh, to me, street photography is uh, seeing the world as it is uh from your lens you know just uh i think that's why street photography is just like the greatest thing because everybody does it differently and everybody sees the world differently from a different city or a different town and i think it's just seeing the world as you see it and just genuinely doing it in your own in your own way in your own take just capturing capturing the moment just that's in front of you okay i like it i like it a lot Capturing the moment that's in front of you. Okay. Uh, so now, uh, like I said, that's pretty much always how I end my questionnaire portion of the podcast. Uh, however, if you have any questions for me, please feel free to ask. I do have a question that I've uh, been thinking during this whole thing. You said you've been in Japan uh, for a while. How many years have you been there? So I've been in Japan total of eight and a half years. Nice. So I originally came to Okinawa in 2010, and I left and moved to England in 2016, uh, and then I returned in 2019. So what did you enjoy more, England or Japan? Uh, so it's really... That's always a, a tough question, so uh, I'm going to try to answer it as best as I can. Uh, I love Japan. Uh, something about Japan that is just hard, not really hard to explain because if you've ever been, uh, it's the culture, the culture here, you, you love cultures, um, so connecting with the Japanese culture is, is probably my favorite. The food's great. Um, it's safe. You know what I'm saying? Compare like I'm from Chicago, so anywhere I go that's not Chicago is pretty much safe for me. Um, so I don't I don't have to live with that constantly looking over my shoulder kind of mentality. Um, so so it's safe. The food, the culture. It is. Um, Japan photography wise is, is also amazing. Um, depending on where you're at, the street street photography may seem a little slow. Uh, depending on your approach, right? So um, street portraits, there's always interesting people that you can approach to take street portraits. Um, as far as um, your 
particular style on, on, on approaching people. Um, but again, I was more feet focused on candid moments that happen, decisive moments kind of style. And that one's a little more challenging. Yeah, that one's a little more challenging in, in Okinawa. But it's easier to find in Tokyo. Uh, Tokyo, I absolutely love. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, but in England... Uh, I really enjoyed England. There's a lot of historical places to visit. Uh, and one thing I noticed about traveling through the larger cities in England is there's always something happening. It is by far the easiest place to do street photography. Because you're as soon as you walk out of wherever you're staying, there's, there's just moments always constantly happening. Yeah, so um, I do want to experience more of traveling around the world. Unfortunately, we can't. Um, I do got some destinations that I've been really wanting to go to. Uh, hopefully, where would you where would you go? Uh, first place, um, it's kind of Thai, but I really really want to shoot Bangkok, Thailand, and Vietnam. Um, what is it? Yeah, I've been wanting to go to Vietnam also. It's so lush and green. And yeah, Saigon. Perfect, you know? I want to go to Saigon. Um, I love food and I love Thai food, so there's always that. But um, there's just like there. So I've been to Thailand before, so I, I, I know exactly what I would want to shoot when I'm there um, for street photography. Uh, and yeah. I kind of get the same impression from Vietnam. Uh, and that's why those are my like my number one Thai go to locations. If I could shoot anywhere, I hear Vietnam is like a great place because the people are so friendly. They just like that's like. I feel like it would be interesting to go there, and you know, it'd be kind of easy because the people are so friendly. You wouldn't have to worry about getting some of those candid shots. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I hope the world opens up and COVID just completely disappears one day so um, the world can Definitely. start uh, experience the cultures again. Uh, but if I was to go back to the States, it's going to sound cliche, but I've never been to New York, so I got to shoot there. Uh, but I'm also interested Definitely. now shooting in New Orleans, just from this conversation, uh, and Boston. Yeah, definitely three great places. All, all great places for street photography, you know. Mm. Uh, I would have to add fourth and definitely try D.C. with Craig Clark because uh, a lot of his photos, I like the surrounding areas and, and what it looks like. Yeah, he captures it in such a unique way, you know, because some of the photos out of D.C. are so, like, boring to me. Like, they're so the same, you know. Like, everybody takes the same photos in D.C. And it's so refreshing to see somebody, like, actually document it, it like, like any other kind of like big city and like really dive deep into the people i think yeah. that's really cool i i do i appreciate his approach and, and that's why dc has made the list is just because how he's um he showed that you know that region so definitely one of my go-to places cool any other questions uh i think I'm, i think i'm good sweet sweet uh, so once again, I have to apologize. This podcast was kind of uh, tricky and messy for both of us. 
Uh, but we got through it. Um, apologize to the listeners. That was unintentional with all the pauses. Um, so apologize to you, Mr. Matt, and the listeners. Um, but I feel overall we definitely put together a great product. So thank you again. Um, I, thank you. I do wish you good luck with your um, the outreach and all of the, the damages from Hurricane Ida. Um, so please support him uh support matt seltzer's instagram uh again you can your your handle is uh and okay and then also always chasing daylight and dw hendrix are his um recommendations for people to follow and support as well um so once again thank you Thank you for being a guest, and I hope you have a great day. Awesome. Thank you so here talking with you. I really appreciate it. Uh, anytime, sir. You definitely be a guest on the show anytime. Cool. Thank you.